is Elizabeth Swindell and I'm contestant number five. Um, one in four people in the world right now are currently going hungry, yet we're producing enough food to feed the population three times over. Through my dissertation, my sticker campaign, my countless hours of volunteer work, and so much more, I'm actively working to link food insecurity and food waste so that we can eradicate both. So let's talk about it. So the days and weeks being a title holder can be exhausting. And so I'm curious today from you, if crowned Miss Oxford, what would you do to maintain the highest level of motivation? So this is actually something that was my New Year's resolution this year. I, like most pageant girls, am a go-getter, and I have a problem saying no to things. But this year, I've really been working on making sure that the things that I'm choosing to spend my time working on are beneficial to me and my future goals. So I think that would be my biggest piece of advice to any title holder in the Miss America organization. So if we were producing two or three times whatever you said the amount of food that we need, what, where is the breakdown? I really think it lies with the infrastructure. And I think the issue is that um, whenever we think of food insecurity or people who are hungry, we're thinking, okay, food banks, food pantries, that's what we need to be funding, which they're obviously great. But the food pantries that I've come in contact with are not able to get out the food that they're bringing in. So there's just food that's going to waste. So I think really the issue is investing in the infrastructure. So investing in like refrigerated trucks and um, ways to get food from restaurants at, at the end of the night um, to the individuals who need it. I think that's really what we need to be focusing on. Would you say that those solutions are things that should be relied upon philanthropy or are those policy issues? I think it's policy issues. Um, I think that at a micro level, it would be really hard to find you know, a truck that's also refrigerated, that also is somewhat cheap because likely we're using a city budget. So I think it really needs to come from the federal level um, and just be something that's mandated in all the states. Given the, the, recent, um, the recent problems that they're having in the Middle East, Qatar stated that if they don't stop the bombing in Gaza, that they will stop sending gas internationally. Should that happen, there will definitely be a supply chain breakdown in food in the United States. How do you propose in an emergency situation such as that that you would actually make it where people didn't suffer immense food shortages? I think that kind of goes back to the lack of focus that we have on farmers in our community right now. Um, because like you said, one thing impacts everything. And so I think we don't really realize how much um, farmers pay into our, um, our groceries and everything that we're eating every single day. I mean, every, literally everything that we're eating comes from a farm and I don't think that they get enough support from the government. And so I think that would be a great place to start. So what exactly are you doing personally to bring awareness and to advocate, advocate for world hunger? Like in your everyday life, what are you doing? to pass along uh, world hunger and ways to eliminate it? Yeah, so right now I'm getting my master's in public health and I actually just finished a class, it was biostats, and my professor was also really passionate about food insecurity, so I got to work with her on a project um, where we got to create a poster which we're gonna actually submit to um, the National Public Health Conference. Um, and basically it was just showing the linkage between um, dental cavities and food insecurity. So that's just one project I'm working on right now. Um, but other than that, I've been focusing this year too on community gardens because I think that that's 
something that kind of gets lost in the weeds a lot of the time when it comes to food insecurity. So um, just making sure that our community gardens are um, up to the standard that they need to be, but also making sure that the people who um, you know, need access to fresh fruits that don't have or live in a food desert or whatever it may be, um, know that that's even a resource that exists. So if Crown Miss Oxford, what would be the first thing you do to bring awareness or to have a drive or to like, you know, like the kids who doesn't get free lunch or the kids who only eat at school or what, what, how are you going to incorporate feeding them and eliminating their hunger? Something that I would really like to do with actually partnering with our community garden is purchase a chicken, which sounds really weird, but, um, you know, a chicken produces a ton of eggs um, on a weekly basis. And so just having those eggs as a resource in addition to all the fresh fruit and veggies that are in the community garden, I think would be a great place to start and also help families realize that um, it's about investing and um, instead of thinking more on like a day-to-day -day basis, thinking more like long-term. So if you purchase a chicken, um, you're effectively feeding your family for however long that chicken lives. So just to kind of switching up the thinking um, in schools and um, I think that would be a great place to start. So appreciating the idea that you work with food insecurity and I find that a lot of people who want to focus on food insecurity are choosing majors such as something in policy or something in the healthcare realm. But nationally, there's less students who are actually pursuing degrees in agriculture, mm -hmm. the source who actually provides the food that we eat. What do you think is the reason for that not being a, a highly chosen career field? I think people kind of view it as outdated. Um, I think, obviously, like when America was first founded, that was the primary um, occupation was farming. Um, and even though it still is just as prevalent, um, despite obviously more jobs coming into play with technology and all that stuff, um, it is still so crucial to our entire ecosystem. So um, I think it's just a matter of switching up the view of farmers and having, I think, kids from a young age recognize that that's still how they're getting their food that's on their plate every single day. I see that you're a very driven person, very accomplished and intelligent, <laughs> and I have an appreciation for women that have the go-get-it-do-it-all attitude. With that being said, you've been told you can do everything, but you can't do it all at once. What would you say to the young woman that says, you know what, I appreciate that, but I want to focus more on a family. I want to focus more on a traditional lifestyle and raising my children and being home to be able to be there for them. How do you feel that you can relate to that person and do you think that there's room to do it all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think that women should be put in a box of what they can and can't do. And so um, if I were to encounter somebody who was you know, wanting to focus on a family and raise kids, I would say, go for it, do it. Um, because I, I just, I get so tired of the narrative that's in the media that's, um, you know, a woman can't want to be a stay-at-home mom, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with a woman wanting to be in a STEM career. So I think just acknowledging that those are both completely valid occupations is really important. Speak to STEM uh, education. Did you take STEM in school? I did, yes. I was pre-med. And how did that affect the way you made those choices? How early did you just take that class? Yeah, so I got to start taking STEM classes, I think about my junior year of high school. Um, and it kind of just led me into the nutrition major, which is what introduced me to food insecurity and therefore my platform right here in Oxford. So uh, I'm really grateful for all of the um, 
background knowledge that I have with nutrition that really does relate to food insecurity and has given me a new perspective. It's like you were saying, you know, a lot of kids that are um, pursuing food insecurity advocacy choose public policy, which is great and is a really important part of food insecurity, but I think it's also important to understand the nutrition side too, and so that's something that STEM's given me. Do you think STEM should be offered at an earlier age? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think it could be earlier, but I also don't think that um, the arts could be offered any earlier. I mean, I think both of those things are huge factors that we need to start introducing, you know, starting from kindergarten. Um, but I just think that that's not really where our society is right now, but, you know, wishful thinking. <laughs> As you continue to get more degrees behind your name. A lot of times as we gain uh, education and stuff, it can be harder to relate back to the community that uh, has these issues. So what would you do as you continue to get more education and become more accomplished to stay close to the problem of food insecurity of food deserts? Yeah, you know, I think it really goes back to making sure that you're actually out in the community and volunteering. So that's something that's really important to me is always being involved with um, whatever resources are in the city that I'm currently living in. So like the community garden I've talked about, but also the food pantry that's on campus, but also the one that's in Oxford. Um, I think just being present at those locations and getting to know the other volunteers that are working there is crucial. Outside of food insecurity, what do you think is another big problem that the United States currently faces? I think it goes back to women empowerment, which we kind of talked about. You know, I think there was this big push for women in STEM, which is great. Obviously, I am a woman in STEM, so I, I love that narrative. But um, I think... Excuse me. That's the end of our question. You can finish that, or if you want to do your ending statement. Yeah, it just goes back to putting women in a box. Hate that overall. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming in today and hanging out with us and pouring into us. Um, this really is such good prep for, you know, our lives in general. So I just appreciate you guys spending your time here with us this weekend. So thank you. And I'll see you all tonight. <laughs> Bye, guys.